Welcome to another episode of Cultivate. This is a show about you and your journey in the cannabis industry. It's moving fast, but there's room for everyone. Buckle up as we bring you the people and the technology that are blazing the trail. We're live at MJ BizCon. We're taping live. This will be shown at a later date. <laughs> Available on uh, the YouTubes. The YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts. So we started doing a podcast about a year ago, and the idea was to bring the people and the technology that are blazing a trail in the cannabis industry. That's our tagline. And part of it is we're a, we're a company that's very much a broad part. We're, we're broadly involved in the cannabis industry, but we're not the star of anybody's show. We're just a little asterisk on everybody's flower product or whatever. So we found that we had a lot of passion for people and a lot of passion for causes and for brands that were trying, you know, struggling to get off the ground. So we we were really uh, excited to have a podcast that would edify other people and their visions and their passions. So that's why you're here, Diane. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Because we met at a show. Right. Last year. I I have no idea when. I think it was uh, the Cannabis World Congress last year. I think you're right. Yeah. Where is that? In LA, LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, and I'm, I love the, the context of this podcast is for me to introduce you to Diane McConaughey. Yes, because we've never met. That's Diane. Hi, nice Diane. Nice, nice, nice to meet you. MJ Biz. We've met <laughs> a lot of people. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I would imagine. But Good here's working. the, here's the angle on this that I find so compelling. This story, your personal story, is a... Is a it's a reason why people should take the cannabis industry seriously. Right. So I don't know how comfortable you are just letting it all hang out and giving us the up, down, sideways about your journey. But I'm happy to. Scott, this is Diane. She's got a great story. So let's I'm just excited. push play. Let's hear oh, it. Here we go. All right. Bring well, it on. I'll interrupt all the time because that's the do. way I am. Please do. He's yeah. very rude that way. He is. I know. I yeah. Know. So you live in Orange County. I live in Orange County. Yeah. How'd you get started in cannabis? Well, so I have used cannabis as medicine for probably 10 plus years. And I just was over the whole medical system, the bullshit medical system, to be honest with you. Um, I was an entrepreneur for most of my, you know, most of my adult life. And so I always paid for my own health insurance and um, 10 years ago or around 10 years ago, I had, I'm a very freckly moly person. And so I've had a lot of, you know, things taken off of my body. And, um, I remember my doctor had done three different shave biopsies and everything came back benign. And at that point I had to pay for it. My insurance didn't even cover any of that. Right. So at that point I was like, why am I paying $600 a month for insurance when it doesn't cover anything anyways? And so at that point it just made me really start thinking about my health. And what am I doing and how am I healing myself? So I became more of a holistic healer myself for my own health, doing acupuncture, um, herbal treatments, and cannabis was one of those things. I would get sick and I would, my husband would give me an edible and it would knock me out and I would wake up and feel better. And that's all I knew is that it made me feel better when I knew that like NyQuil and all that other shit that's out there would make me feel like crap and it wouldn't help me. Right. So, um, Then fast forwarding several more years, I was diagnosed with cancer uh, about two and a half years ago. Melanoma. (laughs) One of those moles that the doctor had done a shave by, see that was benign, came back. Yeah, and that's the most serious of the diagnoses. I'm part of this dermatologist program now too. 
Yes. And the when you get a basil or some other kind of, or even a squamous or whatever they're yeah. called, that's a relief compared to when somebody says you have melanoma because the, the 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 rate of of growth for melanoma and the seriousness of it is just exponentially greater. So Absolutely. you get told you have melanoma. Yes. Oof. I go into and at, at this point I still have no insurance. I um, actually had sold my business and was kind of trying to find, figure out what am I going to do with my life now. And I worked for the post office. I did all kinds of weird weird jobs and I worked for the postal com- for the postal service and thought, "Okay, I'm going to wait and s- once I get my insurance, I'm going to go and have this checked." Well, 2 months into that job, I, it proved to be the, the hardest job I've ever ever experienced, so I quit and decided, you know, I need to go look at this because it was a spot on my leg that I was feeling a lot of tingling and it just I knew it wasn't right. But I'm thinking, I'm going to go to the dermatologist. They're just going to remove it and we'll be right. fine, right? Routine. Right. No big oh, deal. No. Yeah. The dermatologist wouldn't let me leave. Whoa. You know, she's like, we, you are not leaving. I don't even want to look at what, because the nurse took a picture so of it. So what are they worried about? They, they, they're worried about this spreading to some other organ or showing up in your liver or being, I mean, yes. this is well, like. melanoma spreads really fast. Right. <laughs> melanoma, most people, when it spreads, it kills them. It's, it's So it's by the serious, time they find out that they have it, party over. Well, it, it it depends on what they do is they she did the, an extraction of the tissue and then they take the tissue and they test it and it did come back as melanoma. So that was the 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 most memorable phone call I've ever had is yes, you have melanoma. And then they test like how deep it goes into your dermis. So the depth of how far it goes is what they really look at. And so they of course, I had no insurance, right? So they were able to put me down as um, basically having no money. So they were able to, to put this through uh, at no cost, which was nice for me. And they tested the tissue and it showed that it was like that most highly aggressive because they test wow. it to see what the genetics are, how quickly it'll spread. And they said this is it was like 2B, which is like the worst you can have. And, you know, while you're waiting for these tests is the worst time. Right. Yeah, I can nerve, imagine. Nerve wracking. You're, oh, you're going crazy. Anxiety. Yeah. And but in my mind, I'm like, it's not going to be the worst. There's just no way I'm healthy. I'm well, it's everybody's worst, worst nightmare. Yeah. You know. Right. Well, then when I get that phone call, I, the, the doctor called me while I was driving <laughs> and oh. tells me this while I'm driving. I'm in a rental car. My car's in the shop. So it was just a really crazy time in my life. And she, of course, wanted me to do more surgeries, wanted me to go to oncologists. And, you know, so at that time, I just kind of had to sit with what am I going to do with this now? You know, I was 43 at the time. Of course, they're all telling me, well, you're young, you're young, you're young. You need to do something about this. So I said to my dermatologist, I would like to do this holistically. No, please do not do it holistically. Like you will not live. You will not be on this earth. You're still young. You need to go to an oncologist. And so I did. I did go to an oncologist. And at that time, I was already looking into holistic ways. I um, was seeing an Ayurvedic physician. Ayurveda is, oh, yeah. not, you know, I'm Ayurveda. Deepak Chopra. Ayurveda <laughs> is basically ancient Indian medicine. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Is it's what they used 5,000 years ago when there was no medicine. So it's yeah. all about digestion. It's all about um, what you eat, herbs healing yourself from the inside out basically and so i had already started seeing an ayurvedic physician and he had switched some of my eating and had me doing breathing exercises i was doing a 15-day cleanse with him and then right after that i was going to start some cannabis 
So in the meantime, I had met Keiko Beatty. Keiko. Keiko yeah. introduced Love us. Keiko, one of the most <laughs> beloved know. women in the cannabis industry. I think I've met her before. Keiko? She's here, yeah. She's just a kick in the pants. She's so fun. And she's so knowledgeable. Oh my gosh. She's like the she's like the She's like the mother of cannabis, I feel yeah. like. And I she's call her my so angel. much fun. We've had she such is. she's such a dear woman. So Keiko really, Beatty, we Keiko love is, you. Keiko's amazing. And I actually had met Keiko at the Orange County Fair. She was doing a demonstration on um, cooking with hemp. And really? so I, I'm a chef as well. And so it was like natural for me to go and just, yeah. well, I want to see what this is about. And so I went up to her after the show and just said, I just got diagnosed with melanoma. I would like to heal holistically. And she grabs my hands and says, you need to call me. We are going to beat this with cannabis. So she That's got awesome. me on RSO. So she knows how to do it. Right. <clears throat> She's done this before. Yes. She knows. Were you just totally relieved just to have her loving presence get involved oh, in your deal? True. She was... I feel like Keiko, between Keiko with the cannabis and my Ayurvedic physician, um, and, and I did eventually find a holistic center for cancer. And so I was doing a lot of different different types of treatments that were not conventional. But I feel like that, that that is what, between the cannabis and just changing some of my habits and just really watching my thought processes and what I was eating, you know, things I was ingesting, things I was thinking, things I was so just doing. So what did she come up with or what did you guys come up with as a path Be forward? Before before you answer that, how did your family feel about you choosing this path versus a more traditional route to... That's a really good question. <clears throat> it is a great question because, you know, they were pretty skeptical about me doing it the way that I wanted to do it. But they know me. They know right. that I'm like when I'm going to be doing something, I'm pretty passionate about it and I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. So they, of course, questioned me. My dad was very, you know, like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Because they were not into cannabis. They didn't, you know, so I educated them on what I was doing. And, and part of it for me was I would sit with what it felt like within my gut. Right. And so when I would, my husband and I would, you know, kind of at night after some of these appointments would sit there and just talk about. And so I would just kind of feel what felt right. And so I remember talking about the surgeries and the more conventional methods and medications. Talking about that just made me feel sick to my stomach. And then talking about doing it through Ayurveda and cannabis in the more holistic ways, I relaxed. I felt more like myself. Yeah. In fact, when I went to the, when I went to the oncologist, you know, they do your blood pressure, your vitals, all that stuff in the beginning. My blood pressure was like 130 over 90. My heart rate was 92. Wow. Okay. And they told me, oh, your vitals are good. And I'm like, my vitals are not good because my resting heart rate's in the 50s. And my blood pressure is usually 110 over 70. So this is an indication that this is not right. right Something's up. Right. Yeah. So when I did go to a holistic cancer center, my blood pressure was 110 over 69. My heart rate was in the 60s. And so that's all I needed. That was my proof that this is the path I need to take. So once I made that decision, I bowled it over and nine months later, I was cancer free. Wow. So. So the path forward, awesome. when you get, you put your head together with uh, Keiko, what did you come up with? I mean, what, what did you do? So Keiko gave me RSO. So the for the oil. acronym uh, Resistant People at Home, RSO is? Rick Simpson Oil. Okay. So Rick Simpson Oil. So Rick Simpson is a guy. <laughs> Rick a guy. Simpson invented Rick Simpson Oil. He did. He did. A guy who was in Canada. 
he his story is that he had fallen at work um I think he was on all kinds of narcotics and all kinds of crazy medications and it was making him worse. And so he remembered hearing that marijuana did, had medicinal values. And so he did a little research and then he figured out how to make this oil, started taking it and he started getting off of his meds. And he even had uh, some mole or something on his face that I don't know if it was melanoma or not, but he put he actually put it on it on the, the area topically and four days later it was gone. Wow. So that's how he knew that this worked. And so... So did you already know that Rick Simpson oil was a thing? I didn't. Okay. I had no idea. So you got so Keiko loving Keiko. Right. Telling you that it's cool. And yeah. what did you do? So Keiko gave it to me. So it was kind of like a drug deal, I guess, back then. Because this yeah. was a few years ago. So yeah, it wasn't really... Yeah, you could go to jail as, for this. Yeah. So she... You know, we'd met at a store and she would just give it to me. I gave her some money and she gave it to me. And so she told me to take it every three hours. You know, it's the size of a grain of rice, very small amount. Um, and so I started, I decided to so start that. So how did that you take it? Sublingually, right under my tongue. Sublingually, okay. So you put yeah. a little just bit a little under drop. your tongue. Yeah, how so often? I would just, um, so she started it, she had me doing it every three hours. So you're ramping up to some sort of reaction. <laughs> oh my god! Did it affect you right away? Well, it did. I started taking it uh, right after that cleanse that I did for 15 days. So I knew that my body was going to be absolutely clean mm -hmm. to absorb everything it could from the, the cannabinoids and everything, which I didn't even know really about cannabinoids at the right. time. I didn't care at that time. Um, I just knew that cannabis was medicinal. So I luckily was able to go away that week with a girlfriend on a road trip. And I remember I had to work that morning. So she said, you know, every three hours, just put it under your tongue. And so I remember taking it the first morning and about an hour later, I, I didn't feel anything. And I know how edibles, I've taken edibles, right. you know, I know cannabis, I know how it feels. And I was like, wow, okay, this doesn't work. All right. So I get in my car and I start driving to work and holy shit, <laughs> like I was on the phone to my mom and I'm like, mom, I have to go. Like I had to focus. So you started it tripping me. or? It just a little bit. Yeah. When you've been high before. So is it like being high? Oh, like the ultimate high, the ultimate. So what, so I'm naive to Rick Simpson oil. So <laughs> yeah, yeah is but it, but what what percentage? If you were to characterize it, do you know what percentage THC or CBD? Would I have don't been? know because it wasn't tested. I mean, so at the time it was just so something Kiko, that she Kiko had. Probably made it. Probably. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, and I trusted her. I just right. I just did. She was like an angel that dropped out of heaven for me, and so I just trusted she what didn't she tell told you me. She puts mushrooms in <laughs> no, it. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. She could have. Who knows? But. Yeah. I mean, just just to ease you into it. Right. There's a little bit of psilocybin in here. Well, yeah. So the, at that point, I get to work, and oh, man. it's like I can't take this again. Like I have to fucking drive home. Like how am I going to get home? And so right. I was leaving on that that road trip with my girlfriend that day, and so I just thought, well, I'm going to wait till I get home. She was picking me up, and so I took some more before she picked me up, and I think I just was comatose. So you're not applying of any days. of this topically to the skin? Not at the time, no, because I didn't know. I didn't know that I could. I mean, I had this wound. I mean, the wound is about the size of a quarter. From the biopsy. This open wound. Yeah, yeah and so I just, I didn't know that I could put it on the wound yeah. at the time. Um, I mean, it was such a gaping, yucky, pussy wound anyways. I didn't want to put stuff on it. So how long from, well, did you get to a point in short order where you knew something good was happening? After about three days of sleeping, yeah, I mean, I kind of felt, I mean, I, I made, I felt like it just, it just took the edge off. It didn't make, it made me not worry so much, you know, because cancer is very worrisome. You can't help, you know, it's, oh, yeah. the doctors say don't stress. Like, how can you not stress how can when you, you not know? Stress, yeah. When they're telling you you're going to die, yeah. you know, 
Um, and so it helped take that edge off for me, but it helped me sleep a lot because your mind just keeps going. You can't shut your mind off when you have cancer. Oh, I can't even imagine. It's it, 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 it's the weirdest thing to ever go through. It really is. Um, and so it really helped to take the edge off and help me sleep. I did. Once I came home from that road trip, I decided I can't function on this like this. I had to go back to work. I had right. no choice. So I started taking it every four hours. <laughs> Still was super high, but... I knew how to function on it. I was driving, which I knew I shouldn't have been. But at the time, what was I going to do? I still had to work. I had to be able to pay my bills. Um, I was luckily able to cut back on work to part time. Um, again, I had no insurance. So everything was coming out of pocket for me. Right. And um, it, 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 it did about after about three weeks, it did pretty much level out where I didn't feel so high. I mean, it was right. kind of a constant high. So, yeah, I, so I your functionality to is getting to a level that's <laughs> fairly manageable. Yeah. You're adjusting to it. How long a time between the beginning and some sort of indication that something good was happening? I would say it was about a month, probably about a month. Uh, but I think at right around that month period, I did go see Dr. Bonnie Goldstein, who was a cannabis doctor, took her into what I was taking. And she says, you don't even know what this is. So you don't even know what you're taking. Right. I said, no, I don't. But I don't know what else to do. So she wanted me to go on four different oils, THCA, CBDA, THC, and CBD. Well, it was like $2,500 yep, a geez. month Holy for this. Cow. And I'm like, I can't. No I couldn't insurance, afford it. No cash. Yeah. And I'm paying for holistic center i'm going to i'm paying for vitamin c ivs that i was right. doing once a week i was doing all kinds of different supplements all kinds of stuff so if you had insurance would it cover nothing the cannabis no nope. nothing it wouldn't cover anything i was doing anyways because it was all non-conventional methods so even the holistic cancer center i was going to it's a twenty-five thousand square foot facility in irvine california they wouldn't cover any of it even if i had insurance wow. so i had great friends that did uh fundraisers for me so that helped i had family members helping me because yeah, i couldn't I work full time me uh page from 2017 yeah. or something like that yeah yeah, yeah. that's huge that's oh, awesome it, that's what's great were, about the cannabis industry is right you're saying people come together and, but were you in the cannabis industry at this point i wasn't at the no, time no you're in health you're in fitness you're in right food yeah that type of stuff yeah but but you're not in the cannabis business yet okay not so yet. take us to where you crossed the bridge to come to cannabis yeah i mean what when did did you have a moment where some western physician said oh i mean this is the typical miracle story right oh i can't understand what's happened to you uh, uh you must be responding great to, well we don't have any treatment that we're applying what are you doing right <laughs> and did you have one of those moments it's a great um, reenactment no because i didn't i did go continue to see the dermatologist yep. she never asked what i was doing I never told her. I told them I was doing cannabis. I told them I was doing Ayurveda. They didn't seem to care. So I didn't really talk about it much. But did the melanoma go away? Yeah. The melanoma, what I took, uh, I had a PET scan. So I got diagnosed in July of 2017, I guess. And then the PET scan in March the next year showed it was clear. Wow. So, and see, and that's the thing is that we don't, since I didn't have insurance, I didn't have a PET scan early on right they wanted me to do surgeries two surgeries cash payment then they would do a pet scan because the only thing oh. they know how to do is cut it out right right but my thought was why would we not do a pet scan before cutting me open because they told me they were going to go into my groin 
they were going to look at the lymph nodes in my groin. The spot is on my lower leg and they wanted to take like two more centimeters of skin, which is probably the size of a baseball, I imagine. Wow. And so they were gonna do skin grafts from my hip. And so they told me, you're probably gonna have numbness in your hip the rest of your life. The skin graft may not even take. Well, and it was gonna, gonna be like- lymph nodes too and- Right. Yeah. And it was gonna be like $50,000 for this surgery. Oh, my Because word. I didn't have insurance. So I was like, no, nah, I don't. First of all, I'm an athlete. I don't wanna have numbness in my hip the rest of my life. And why would we not do a PET scan first? That was my, like I would have paid for the PET scan. Right. They wouldn't do it. Huh. So I thought, well, I'm doing it my way then. And if this doesn't work, then maybe I'll consider this other method. But what I did work, there was no more cancer. I had a PET scan again in August this year. No, no cancer. That's I'm so still awesome. cancer free. Yeah. So I am so happy I dug my heels in and did it my way because I who knows where I'd be today if I had these surgeries. And so back to Drew's question. So you're clean nine months later in March. And then how long until you get into the cannabis industry? I got into the cannabis industry this year in June. So it was probably about a year. Okay. I did once I was cancer free and was able to look back at going back into work at the time I was working for a bookkeeping office part time, not my love. I I'm health and fitness. I don't love being behind a computer, but it was, I'm so thankful I had it because it did allow me to keep working. Cause I couldn't have stood on my feet all day. I couldn't, you know, I had this wound that I had to heal and just, I needed to not be doing so much for my body. Um, so I was looking around in the cannabis industry. Like, what can I do? I, I wanted to support women because what I found once I started blasting on Facebook, once I started telling people everything I was doing with cannabis, um, people started to reach out. You know, I want to know about cannabis. I would love to take it for certain things, but I'm afraid I don't know where to go. And so at that time, I thought, you know, I would love to do something in the industry that's supporting women, that's supporting people that don't know about cannabis, that, um, you know, just to help people to understand that this isn't a scary thing and, right. and to be your own advocate, be your own health advocate. Yeah. Don't just listen to what other people tell you. Well, and the risk involved in anybody advising you or telling you, I mean, to, to, to across state lines, it's, it's a nightmare. I right. mean, I have a cousin that was diagnosed with cancer, and in the process, we did some research about him getting cannabis. Yeah. And he worked with a doctor out in Colorado, and they go through all this rigmarole about how they're going to protect themselves from the liability of, right. you know, they're trying to help people. Right. Which is what a doctor's supposed to do. Right. But they can't legally. I know. So it's going to be about 25 grand. And and he just turned on it. He said, you know what? That's nonsense. I'm right. not paying 25 grand to get this. Even though the guy was really well respected and a cutting edge in this field. He's like, no, it's too... People are too close to not believing that any of this stuff can be helpful. Right, right. To be able to take the leap of faith and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to. Yeah, I'll give you 25 grand. Sure, right, right here. Right. So there's a real uh, gulf of there's no people mm. in the space that are ready to say, oh, if you have this symptom, this symptom and this symptom, this is what you should do or this is what you should try. There's no. There's no PDR. There's no physician's desk reference to tell you how True. we we don't have the research. But anecdotally, <laughs> we have testimony all over the right. place Absolutely. of people right. talking about miraculous recovery mm -hmm. from all sorts of maladies, including cancer. So right. I'm sitting here with I got to make a dermatologist appointment when I get home. 
And I got a bunch of gremlins on my body that they're going to freeze off or take some more biopsies. I have five or six five or six biopsies every time I go in. I've had Mohs surgery twice. Oh, you have? Yeah. yeah so I'm yeah, in that deal. Right. You know, 58 and Irish and, you know, yeah. needing some work done on my carcass, right? <laughs> well, it's been... It's got it's good use out of it so far. Yeah, they, it's it's got a lot of miles on it. But anyway, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> um, so, resource wise or process wise, what do you tell someone? Have you enc- encountered other people that have had health issues that you've been able to help by your experience, strength, and hope to lead them to? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I. I mean, and it's not only just cannabis either. I feel like because it's not. I mean, cannabis is is a great thing, but there's there's other ways that we can heal too and so i i don't i don't believe that cannabis is the only way that we can heal but i feel like it, it, it's a huge part of it right before we get you know what we should do is uh yeah. the connections for you i just can't wait to have you say this because this <laughs> word's never been said on our podcast before would you uh scott ask her how we can connect with her with all the various uh yeah do you want to shout out social media and how people can reach you um, yeah connect? i actually i actually work for a company called my jane um, so you can, uh, you can look through, look at me through my Jane, my Jane social, or you can even find my own personal, which is eat my food orgasm. That's what it is. Orgasm is the word that we have never said <laughs> on the podcast yet. <laughs> we're not against Drew, it. Drew just wanted, yeah. He we're just wanted me, he just it. wanted to hear that word. Right? Yes, well, he did. We're not against it, but we've just never, it's never he come was, up. He was actually talking about it before never we started. So, <laughs> so at eat my food orgasms. Didn't you write it down? You I wrote, wrote it down because I, eat, eat my food orgasm, I follow yeah. her on Instagram. Yeah, I need so to do that. Every once in a while, why don't you grab your phone? I don't know so, where it is. But the so more professional every, side of me is my Jane. So Well, you have a great <laughs> sense of humor. But here's the other point I want to bring forward about this whole process. You were a healthy person. You were a workout person, an athlete, a healthy chef. You were about the foods that you choose, right. the water that you drink, the coconut, the this, the that, the other thing. You, you you couldn't have been a more uh, a healthier candidate for this devastating diagnosis. I mean, you you were into the lifestyle of taking care of yourself, right? And you had a I, I'd say you have a pretty high emotional IQ about how your body processes different types of food. Yeah. So then you add in your your curiosity and your interest in Ayurvedic medicine. Mm-hmm. That's that had to be a great journey for you. Oh, absolutely. You know, did you do any uh, kinesiology or any muscle testing, any of that type of stuff? I didn't. I didn't. I did um, while I was going through treatments and stuff, or while I was healing. I did um, through the Ayurvedic physician. I was doing Abhyanga massages. They were they're yep. called Abhyanga. So it's like twelve ounces of oil they use on you, really? and the oil is for my particular body type. And she was doing Reiki and. I had some great experiences and I would feel amazing. When What's I would Reiki? Reiki? So Reiki is like energy work, basically. Um, and the practitioner that I had would tell me things that she was seeing. And and it was interesting, just some of the experiences that I had. of, of And one of the things that I know people probably think it's crazy, but when I was healing, I had this light in our bedroom that had a purple light bulb in it. And we would just change light bulbs in our room. We had a red light bulb for a while and I changed it to purple. And... Um, through the midst of me having cancer, this light would flash. This purple light would just flash in the middle of the night. Hmm. The strangest. I couldn't explain why I don't. It was the strangest thing. Like, I felt like it was just some higher power. I mean, people yeah. think I'm crazy, but my husband saw it. <laughs> the li- I mean, like I turned the light on and off. Like, what is the light was off, but it would flash. 
in the middle of the night. That's so crazy. Yeah. And so one of the times that I was having Reiki done, um, she told me that she saw purple. And I told her about the light and she was like, purple is like one of the most healing colors in that realm. So, I mean, I know it sounds crazy and but the purple, the light doesn't flash anymore. I still have that light. Well, and it's great to hear this. The, when you start researching all these opportunities, there's, there's stuff that draws you in and there's stuff that repels you. It's normal to have stuff draw you in, stuff to repel you. So if you're coming from a particular worldview where you think a certain kind of massage therapy or energy work is sort of out there fringy, you're not going to be particularly accepting of that just because right. of your own personal biases. But when you hear the, the testimony... Right. That the diagnosis was melanoma. You you took steps with someone that cared deeply about you because I know Keiko yeah. loves you as she does everybody that comes into her her presence uh, and power powerful presence that it is. But you get the anecdotal in- information. This is what I had. This is what I did. This is what the result was. Okay, there may be some woo-woo stuff around the fringes that's a little out there that you may find really cool and wonderful and nurturing. And other people might look at it like this, you know, it's wacko stuff. Mm -hmm. Suspending disbelief, you know, not allowing uh, contempt, you know, having contempt prior to investigation is not particularly productive for us humans, you know. To open our minds and our hearts, to reach out to people, to listen, mm-hmm. to hear, and to watch. You know, one of the things that reasons why I was so attracted to you is because of your energy. You know, I knew when I was talking to you about what you were going through that you were about this being useful to other people. Right. And that's right. what's cool is now through your story and experience, you can help other people that are. I mean, I'm sure there's people maybe not listening to our podcast, but there's people out there that are probably struggling with the same decision and hearing your story and other stories is going to help them cross the the chasm Mm -hmm. and make that step into healing. Well, yeah. And even what I told people is even I mean, even if you are going through chemo or radiation or whatever you're going through or any kind of illness, cannabis can be something that can just help you. Right. You know, it doesn't have to be something that heals you necessarily. The only thing, it's not the only way, I, like I said, but I feel like it's it can be a part of our lives that can be very beneficial. Yeah. And you don't have all the side effects of all that other crap. I know. I mean, really. Well, I thought it was nonsense in the first place. 28 years ago, I started seeing an applied kinesiologist, a guy that pulls on my yeah, arm and yeah. muscle tests me and takes me through all this stuff. Right. And I thought this is nonsense. And still I started having proof that it's not nonsense. Right. And I, I prefer that approach to anything else. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big Western medicine guy. I pray I don't end up needing. But his attitude is, oh, yeah, you take advantage of whatever the, the is presented to you. I right. mean, if Western medicine is the way to deal with this, you may need to go down that path. Of but course. there's so much you can do holistically to take care of yourself. I agree. And address the consumption issues and address the... The toxicity issues, you know, he'd be testing me and he'd go, oh, you've got a cellular toxicity on your liver. And I go, what's this cellular toxicity thing? He says, well, just think of it as cancer because your body is processing out these toxicities all the time. Right. It's not. And some of them just happen to metastasize or happen to to get stuck in the Mm -hmm. process. And that's where people get sick, you know, so um, 
Yeah. I'm just thrilled to have a chance to sit with you. You're one of the most warm, loving individuals oh, that thanks. I've ever met. I mean, you bring an energy into the room. It's awesome. Thank I mean, you. people can feel this at home. I'm, I know you do. You're sitting <laughs> yeah. checking it out. No, it was great to, to hear your story and yeah, get to know thanks. you. Yeah, anything, fun. I mean, anything I can do to help people. I mean, that's kind of what I feel like my role in life is, is just helping. And it's not just women, but. So how do you feel now? Life, I feel good now. I feel great. I um, have definitely gotten off of some of my regimen that I was doing before. I mean, it's the strangest thing is, is I felt healthier than I've ever been while I was going through cancer. Yeah. Because I was so focused, hyper focused right. on myself mm-hmm. and hyper focused on my, you know, everything was about me. I feel sorry for my husband because it was all about me for a couple of years. But, um, you know, now it's I don't do the same really strict regimen that I did before. So I don't feel as great most Are of the days. Are there certain but things you do do with cannabis to fortify your system or to have... I do. I take, um, I still see Dr. Goldstein regularly every year. And so she just kind of checks in with me to see what I'm taking again. I mean, she's recommended things, but it's so, it was been so expensive right? Yeah. You know, for the amount that she wants me taking. So, um, right now I'm taking CBG regularly and I am taking a really high dose of CBD. And is that another, uh, it's a below, tincture. uh, tincture yeah. thing? Okay. Yeah. What is CBG? How is that different from CBD? CBG from what I've understood is like the mother of all the cannabinoids. I think CBG is like where it starts. And then I think the hmm. the processes of it is that then it goes into CBD, I okay. guess. Um, I think CBD is a more of a raw compound. Um, that's as far as I know. Okay. So I know she said CBD, CBG and CBD and THC are good for me to take. I like THC anyways. It helps me sleep. It helps me take the edge off. It's like my... Right anti-anxiety drug (laughs) Um, are you able to avoid pharmaceuticals for the most part yeah i don't take any pharmaceuticals beautiful i haven't taken any kind of prescribed drug in probably 10 years wow i think one time i had um, a urinary tract infection that i tried to do holistically and it wouldn't work so i had to go to the doctor and i think i took one antibiotic one i just took one and it killed it and that was it because i didn't i don't want to be Right. right relying on that stuff so i just I took what it. i needed and then i was done so there's a so, whole new world coming in, oh, in medicine and understanding how the body works and all that stuff we don't we're at the we're, we're at the infancy stage of figuring right. all this stuff right. out do you have big plans for 2020 2020 you know i just want to do more of the same just helping other people understand and learn about cannabis um i do the podcast for my jane it's called my jane my story so i do a weekly podcast that i get to talk to people in the industry talk to people with stories as well i've had some really amazing stories um one girl who i actually met while i was going through cancer she's a cancer survivor as well she used cannabis um, because nothing else would work for her chemo radiation they put her on palliative care which palliative care is basically you're Getting dying ready yeah. to die. Yeah. And she was 32 and wow. said, no, I am not going to die. And so she went on cannabis strictly for three months, changed her diet. And two years later, she's still cancer free. Wow. Only from cannabis. And then the di- and so that, of course, she says to the doctors, what's your explanation then? And they said, oh, well, it's because of all the chemo and everything that you did. Well, while she was going through chemo, her tumors were actually growing. So she stopped everything and did cannabis. And and I would submit that, that it's a combination of cannabis can take some credit for it. Right. But I think realistically, if you change your thinking, you can change your life. Absolutely, Drew. Totally. I agree with I you. I know if you're exposed to Keiko and doing that process yeah. that you're exposed to a different way of thinking. Right. 
and uh, you, you know the the fear is going to metastasize and create problems. Absolutely. Or the confidence, or the trust, or the right. however you characterize that. And you well, got yeah, such a calmness about you. It's really oh, cool. Thanks. I'm not all the time. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you see the good ones. Not all the time. But I mean, one thing that I did do was just, yeah, I just stuck with what I felt was right. And I follow your intuition. Right. And I lost Stick friends. To your gut. I mean, I had people that one of my best friends said, you don't you don't heal cancer the way you're doing. And I said, well, I do. And I had to tell people, don't don't talk to me right now i don't want to hear the negativity right. it, we'll talk after you know i appreciate that you're you care for me and but i right now i can't have that in my space and so right. i did i just had to shield myself yeah you and need people that are supporting you and right helping you overcome it so. right and i was fortunate to have so many great people my family you know eventually once they came around and my husband was a great you know he was my, he was my biggest support keiko i mean keiko was such she like held my hand through the entire yeah, she's thing a dear woman. she still does Keiko's amazing. Great stuff. I'm just yeah, so grateful. Great. Yeah. I'm so yeah. Grateful thank you, you very much. Cool story. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Boveda's Cultivate podcast is uh, our intention is to bring you the people and the technology that are blazing a trail in the cannabis industry. If you're interested in more information about Diane and her journey, go to at Eat My Food Orgasms for her personal page, or you can go to My Jane Social. My Jane Social. Um, and you can also tune into the podcast. Let's hit that again. It's My Jane, My, my Jane, Story. My Jane, My Story, which you can find on our website, myjane.com, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, you know, all those platforms as well. Yeah, it's really a treat to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me, Drew. Thanks for doing it. Great to meet you. Thank you. All right, yeah, we'll, nice we'll catch you, you later. Yeah. Tune in again. Thank you.